0: It's pretty awesome, just the simple, simple things. Makes us feel how spoiled we are too, doesn't it, though? They're just thankful for a pencil or a jump rope. And, um, you know, today I was going to share about, you know, because a lot of people are still going through trials, you know, that I know of. Um, And, uh, you know, to understand God's love in trials or through the trials, and uh, you know, you have a, a church member. I, you know, I went emergency to Oahu because uh, you know all of a sudden, big strong healthy guy just, you know, it's it's it'd be a miracle if he comes back or he goes, you know. And uh, of course, his wife is really having a hard time. But you know, just wanted to felt. You know, like the Lord just wanted me to remind her, too, that whatever happens, this is just the beginning, just the beginning of your relationship with, with him, you know, with her husband. You know, like Kent showed the, um, you know, the string across the stage and a little dot on it, that's our life. And that's, you know, if the string went around the world, and that doesn't even compare to eternity. And um, so this is just the beginning. Because of what Jesus did for us, this is just the beginning, either way, of a long and glorious life together. Yeah? And so, you know, that's the, the joy we have. We're, we're not just, um, you know,. Uh, deformed monkeys grabbing everything we can from everybody else survival of the fittest and then we die we have a glorious future but when we are bringing the light into a world where you know our enemy has rain and and is darkness um guess what you'll come up to opposition or like one person said if you're if you're keep on walking and you don't come up to any opposition from the enemy maybe you walk in the wrong way <laughs> because that's going to be, as a mature um, believer, there will, be, there will be trials. There will be trials in our lives here because everybody has free choice and they choose all kind of bad stuff. And it goes onto the land, the Bible says, and the land reacts with that. And so they, we have that, but we have his promises. That he will work all things for the good while we're here. And as you know, we, we, we follow, you're going to have trials in your life no matter what here. But he'll be with you in trouble, and he'll make a way of escape for us. And, um, but, you know, like I say, if you're going to be in trouble, you've got to be in trouble first before he makes a way of escape out of trouble. say, so why doesn't God just take all this away from us? But, you know, God isn't one who, our God isn't one who avoids trials. And, you know, it's only through trials, if you look at your life in anything, and you face opposition and you overcome it, that's when you grow and you get stronger. And so he doesn't avoid it for us most of the time. He allows it to happen. It's going to happen anyway. But you'll see that you know he does fulfill his promises. Like like I say, after following for for you know forty years, he is faithful, and he does do those things and overcome. So let's look at this. OK, Hide is uh, working to come out there. OK, let's, let's make sure that this is. OK, Hide, my. There's nothing on the screen. Okay,
1: there we go.
0: <laughs> Weird. Okay, talk about some some little trials. Okay You know what I'm going to do? Let me shut everything off and uh, start again. because I'd like you guys to see this. So okay, let's see. For some reason, it shut off whenever he tried to switch it. Oh, while Hides keep is uh, keeping on trying on for that, I'll just read you the scriptures that I have, but I, I really would like to, to end. Okay, great. Okay, let's start with the first one then. Nope, that one didn't come out, so let's go to this one. Okay. You can't grow unless you have a pro- problem and overcome it. That's when we grow. Every problem comes with a blessing When we overcome it, we stick with Jesus through the trial. And the bigger the problem, the bigger the blessing when we overcome it, especially for Christians. You know, like if you have a big trial, like say, uh, you know, a professional football team, biggest trial is the Super Bowl, but if they overcome it, it's the biggest blessing. And God created us because he wanted to have fellowship with us. And the problems and trials allowed in a Christian's life are all about developing a closer, stronger relationship with God. If God allows a problem trial in our life, it is because he wants to bless us with an upgrade in our relationship with him. It it is something, like I said, he doesn't avoid. You'd face trials anyway, but he doesn't avoid them for us. The stronger and closer our relationship with God, the stronger we become in faith and the more joy and victory we will experience. And I... It's true. Problems and trials hold within them the potential of upgrading us into mature sons and daughters of God. The closer we get to him who is love, joy, and peace itself, the more joy and peace we have. And even though Jesus was God's son, it's not like he had just asked us to do it. He learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest. Because he knows everything we've gone through. He's suffered through it. And he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. The greatest trial in heaven and in earth. It's not just a physical trial, but we don't even understand him taking on all the sins of the world. Which someday when we understand that, we'll understand that the physical pain was nothing. He endured the cross disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. The greatest trial, but God is faithful with the greatest honor. And we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. And I tell you the truth, we're all on a journey, right? We're all growing to be like him. When I'm in the midst of a big trial, um, I'm still growing. You know Why? Because most of the time I'm not rejoicing <laughs> when I'm in the midst of a big trial. I go through it because I know he's faithful and it's been good at the end if I stick with him. But, um, yep, not rejoicing all the time. Yet. Rejoice afterwards and see the goodness. But we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to endure. And endurance develops strength of character in us. And that's what God is about for us. And character strengthens our confident expectation of salvation. We have more confidence, like I say, more and more confidence in who he is as he takes me out of all those things and blesses me through them. And this expectation will not disappoint us, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love and it he is love and as we get that closer and closer relationship the more love and joy we find in our lives through all the trials and since we are his children we will share his treasures for everything god gives to his son christ is ours too we are co-heirs with him the bible says the king of kings and lord of lords of the entire universe is going to share everything with us But. Because he wanted sons and daughters, not slaves or robots, to make us do whatever he wants to choose. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share in his sufferings. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will give us later. And I tell you, like, right now I say every, all the trials have been worth it for what he's given now. But that's nothing compared to the future. Which, like the Bible says again, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what he has in store for us. You know, and I'd always tell my kids, just imagine, what is the greatest, most wonderful thing you can think of? And, oh, Disneyland! Oh, man, you can imagine Disneyland, it's so much greater than Disneyland. That's what he has for us later, he, being with us through everything in this life and that. And have you entirely forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you, his children? He said, my children, don't ignore it when the Lord disciplines you. Sometimes it's not still encouraging to be telling you the truth at the time. And don't be discouraged when he corrects you, for the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes those he accepts as his children. When we're going off course, as you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children, not slaves or robots. He could make you do it, but We choose through the discipline what we want to do. Whoever heard of a child who was never disciplined? And like any child, we choose. If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate, and not really his children after all. And I don't know about you, but I want to be his child. Since we respect our earthly fathers who disciplined us, should we not all the more cheerfully submit to the discipline of our heavenly Father and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. And being a father, I know I blew it so many times. But God's discipline is always right and good for us because it means we will share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable. While it is happening, it is painful. I don't know about you, but I can agree with that. But afterwards, there will be a quiet harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So take up new grip with your tired hands and stand firm on your shaky legs. See, when we're trained in this way, when we're trained in the right living, you know, like, like I'm encouraged by, you know, the, the leaders, you know, uh, up in the mountains saying, we're going to live kapu aloha, no bad attitudes, no anger, no bitterness, no drugs. No smoking of any kind, no alcohol. That's right living. That people say, "No, I want my freedom in the world to do all of those things." It's not freedom. We all know it ends up in bondage. But to see that it says, "But afterwards, there's a quiet harvest of right living for those who are trained in that way," and we will see that it's it's so much better. You know, like I say, yeah. To so think of that, just, oh yeah, let's, like in a frenzy, party, party, every time we get a chance at night, but it's really a desperation to feel good, instead of having that peace within you that comes from him and knowing his love for us. So take a new grip with your tired hands, I know some of you are tired right now, and stand firm on your shaky legs, mark out a straight path for your feet. Then those who follow you, though they are weak and lame, will not stumble and fall, but will become strong. And like I, you know, telling people they're going through that, you know, he turns all our misery into ministry. Because if I haven't gone through you know, there's there's people I can't reach everybody. I can't reach everybody, because I haven't gone through everything in my life. I, I've never been a widow raising my children. So a widow will say, you don't know what I'm going through raising my children on my own. But Pink will know. She can be a one. She has her own ministry that most of us don't have and can help those who are weak and lame because they're going through that trial. Because people go through that in this life whether they follow the Lord or not. But she can help them to Christ. And that, that's all of you have your own ministry from what you've gone through in your lives. Dear brothers and sisters, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. I'm still working on that one. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready for anything. And every time he's put me through something, and I did go through it, um, I've been joyful afterwards (laughs) because of what he's done. So I'd like you to look at this, you know, um, this short video. And it might be a goal for us.
1: Here's the brilliant thing is you can't grow in faith unless you have a problem. How cool is that? But here's the thing, here's here's the truth about problems. Every one of them comes with a promise attached and a provision attached to the promise. Yeah? So when you get a problem, what if you're supposed to be hugely excited What if you're supposed to be massively excited because God never leaves you nor forsakes you, eh? So, I have a question. Um, How do you seek the Lord if He never leaves you nor forsakes you? Most of us seek the Lord like He's the one that's lost. Seeking the Lord is about something else. Because His presence never leaves you. Yeah? I will not leave you nor forsake you. So seeking the Lord then has to be about seeking a higher level of relationship with Him because of the circumstances. Most of us look at problems and circumstances functionally. We don't look at them relationally. You know, so we come to the Lord in prayer and we're saying, help me with this problem. And but, but that's the second thing that God wants to do. See, the reason God gave you a problem in the first place is because He wants to upgrade your relationship with Him. You see, everything with God is relational. Everything with God is relational. Every single thing. So what that means is... He will not allow you to have a problem that does not carry with it a relational upgrade. He gave you the problem so that you could see what he wants to be for you now. So the question is, what is it you want to be for me now that I've got this problem that you couldn't be at any other time? Walking down a corridor in church, you know, it's, I'm late for a meeting and the corridor is about 100 yards long. And I'm walking down it and the door opens at the other end and a woman starts walking towards me. And the closer she gets, I'm having this sense of impending doom. You know, something's going to happen. And so, sure enough, we get 20 yards away from each other and she stops and I look at my watch. I'm late for a meeting. And she steps into my way and she said, "Um, you're a prophet, right? I need a word. And she said, "Uh, I've got cancer. I've got six months to live. Um, it's all through my system. It's malignant. Will I live or die? I <laughs> Just a light corridor conversation. You know? So I looked at her and I said, sweetie, I don't do births, marriages, or deaths. This is a question you should ask the Lord. What is it that you want to be for me now that I've got cancer that you couldn't be? at any other time. What is it you want to be for me? You see, everything with God is relational. So I've got counsel, what is it you want to be for me now? What relationship am I going to have with you because of this in my system? So God wants you to understand there is a relational upgrade in every situation you face because that's what they're designed for. So I said, you need to ask the Lord that question. And I laid hands on it, I prayed, and I said, the Lord will speak to you. So, you know, every couple of days, she checked in with me. Hasn't said anything. He's not said anything. He's not talking to me. I don't think he knows I exist. So a week goes by, two weeks go by, and then like on the 17th day, she goes to the store to buy some groceries. She's walking down an aisle, and around the bottom of the aisle comes this woman with two small kids and and a shopping trolley. And... And, uh, and they approach each other and she recognizes the woman as someone that she used to sit next to at school. They have not seen each other for years. So she stopped, you know, and then they're trying to have a conversation. This woman has, I think it's like a six or seven year old daughter, and she's tugging on her mother's skirt and said, mommy, mommy, she said, Hang, I'm, I'm talking, sweetie, please stop. Mommy, mommy, honey, I'm talking. Yeah, I know, but she's, I saw her in my dream. Here's the thing, 16 nights before, this girl has a dream, and in this dream, she's in heaven chatting to Jesus, like you do, (laughs) and she's chatting to Jesus, and he shows her a picture of of this woman, and he says to her, I want you to give her this message when you see her, I want you to give her this message. So she said, mommy, she's the one, she's the one. And so she tells a story and she brings out this piece of paper and she opens it and it reads, I am the Lord that heals you. <laughs> so the question is, what the question you should always ask, my, one of my favorite questions, Lord, what is it you want to be for me now that you couldn't be at any other time? It's relational. Stop approaching God functionally through the problem. And understand the problem is designed to, first of all, upgrade your relationship. Because if your relationship gets upgraded, you're going to hear something more profound. You're going to discover something. You're going to see something. You're going to come under something there's going to be an anointing, a promise. Something's going to happen, but it will happen if you upgrade your relationship. But if all you're doing is approaching God with problems and solutions, and, and I want this solution. And God's saying, hang on, before the solution, I want to be something for you. Yeah? Everything's a possibility. So we get a problem, and we're excited. So what do you do when you're excited? You call your best friend. Right? So it's like, hey John, it's Graham, how's it going? (laughs) Oh, right. Oh, wow. Really? That's cool. Huh. Hey, you know, guess what? i got a problem today. (laughs) I know, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it came like a couple of hours ago. Yeah. It looks really big. And I'm thinking, man alive with a little bit of careful work, I could make it last a few months. Yeah, yeah, my first thought was, oh my goodness, OMG, if the problem's this big, how much bigger is the provision? And the promise, this is gonna be way cool. I knew something was up, because the Holy Spirit showed up a few hours ago. You know what he's like? Mr. Enthusiasm. (laughs) He's bouncing around my living room like a world-class athlete, you know? Yeah, I know. I always think of the Holy Spirit as some like six foot eight black basketball player. You know, he's always on his toes, always bouncing a ball or something, always looking to shoot a hoop, you know, that kind of excitement. Anyway, I digress. I've got this great problem. So excited. Yeah, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I'm drooling. Yeah. Yeah, I know I am. It's like, man, I'm salivating. It's like. I'm beside myself with happiness. It's like here I am and there I am right next to me and we're both happy. brilliant. Anyway, anyway, um, so how are you doing? You haven't got a problem? Well, just hang in there, man. One's bound to come, right? I mean, John, listen, God is faithful, yeah? You're bound to get one, man. you just got to hang in there. You know, often I've discovered that the longer you wait for one, the bigger it is when it gets there. <laughs> I know. I know. But, um, hey, uh, hey, do you want to share this one with me? <laughs> no, That's cool. No, it's cool. We'll share it together. Hey, but listen, when your problem comes, I'll be expecting a phone call, right? Yeah. That's what friends are for. We share stuff. Hey, listen, so how, long, how, how soon can you get here? 45 minutes. Brilliant. Hey, are you passing St. Arbucks? Can you get me a coffee? <laughs> That'll be great. Okay, I'll see you in a few.
0: <laughs> so, you know, and, and, you know, in this world, we're all going to die sometimes. You pray for healing for someone. He either gets an imperfect healing and stays here, or he gets a perfect healing and goes. In other words, it's all good once we're with the Lord. It's all good. It may hurt for the time, but it's all good if we keep with him. I know some of you have huge problems right now, but don't give up because there's that blessing and upgrade. And so, Romans 8.28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to earth. his purpose for them. So if anybody should say, don't worry, be happy, it should be Because It's all gonna work out for good. All of it's gonna work out for good. If we stick with them through it. We'll get that that upgrade with them. No matter how hard it is and how hard it has been, you will get that upgrade in our relationship with him. So we're, you know, because we have a covenant with God, so we're going to have communion today, which is the representative of our covenant with him. So um, we have the um, ushers come up and pass out the communion elements. Um, you guys can start passing it out, but I'll pray in the meantime. Um, that's great. Father, help us to understand your love through trial. You know, when we 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 are kind of nearsighted, we just look at this tiny dot and we we think it's everything, instead of seeing that it's just a tiny piece of what.